Hello, welcome to another episode of Finding Faith with your host, Ian Alexander Tash. Today, I'm going to be doing an interview with President Jeannie Parent and First Congregational Liaison Elaine McCain. I only came across Unitarian Universalism as a concept when I was in eighth grade. I was at a private Christian school at the time, and I was doing a research paper on religion, which led me across all sorts of different types of religions I had never heard of. I had been exposed to a lot of different religious traditions as a kid, not just Christianity and Judaism, but also Islam and Buddhism, thanks to my grandfather, who was a world traveler because of his work. But when I came across Unitarian Universalism, it seemed quite at odds with the Christianity that I knew. But every time I pass First Congregational Church of Bakersfield, California, I see it. I see that sign on their back chapel for the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Kern County. I would see it every time I would go to donate plasma. And so, I was curious. I had done research as a kid, but it was done with a lot of preconceptions. And let's also face it, a religious studies degree doesn't exactly give you a lot of information on Unitarian Universalism. At least, not the one I got from CSUB. So, I did what my time in the program trained me to do. I reached out. Eventually, President Jeannie Parent got back to me, and she did the unprecedented in this podcast. She asked if she could bring someone along with her. I said, sure, the more the merrier. Because let's face it, oftentimes when we want to get the best look at what a faith tradition actually boils down to, asking one person is like asking one blind person what an elephant is like might need more than one hands on deck to get the full picture. And so one day I went down to First Congregational Church and interviewed them. And this is that interview. I hope you enjoy. Could I get you two to introduce yourselves to the listeners and tell them a little bit about who you were? Sure. I'm Jeannie Parent, and I'm currently the president of the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship at Kern County. I grew up in Bakersfield. I left as soon as I could and thought I wouldn't be living here again and came back about 25 years later. I became a Buddhist about 30 years ago, practiced Buddhism a long time. And in Bakersfield, I was told that that UU is where the Buddhists go. So that's how I ended up here. I also got interested in the immigrant advocacy work that they were doing back in 2014, 2015. So that's how I joined the UU. And I'm Elaine Lacane, and I'm also a native of Bakersfield and went away to school in Flagstaff, Arizona, taught a while there and came back to Bakersfield to begin a family and all of that. My parents have lived here. I became associated with this fellowship and Unitarian Universalism in about 1990. My mother had just passed away and my dad, as an 80-year-old, was so busy. The only place I could find him reliably was on Sunday mornings at the UU. So I figured if I was going to see him, that's where I should go and find him. And I've been a member ever since. So I am a bit of an outsider on this tradition, I will admit. I, I know a little bit through my own personal research, but I'm going to assume most people are very familiar with what Unitarian Universalism means. 
So could you explain a little bit more about what the faith is and what it entails? Sure, we can do this together. Yeah, right? sure. And I will admit, growing up here, living here in the early aughts, I had never heard of Unitarian Universalism ever until somebody invited me and I was interested in the social justice aspect. And that seemed to me at the time a really important part of the spiritual focus of the, I'm going to say church, but not and fellowship. So joining and becoming a UU, I learned about the seven principles, which I know the first one is the inherent worth and dignity of every person. And the second one, so these are the principles that you use live by, is the justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. Another one is the search for truth and meaning. So which means, I think, that there is a one truth. Yes. I think I could add to that just a little bit. I grew up in the Methodist Church in Bakersfield. And when I started looking, when I first became a part of the Unitarians, I was struck by how it's not based on any dogma or anything people have to believe. Both the Unitarians and the Universalists who joined together in about 1961 had a Christian basis. And I appreciated that. And that was a very, to me, a revolutionary kind of a way for a group of people who are searching for spiritual truths to operate, to not have any one thing that says you must believe this, or this is what we believe in. Since you're one of us, that's what you believe too. So the principles, I think the thing that also struck me was that the principles are things for which to strive. I don't believe anybody on the planet has a handle on any or all of it, but it gives us something to live for and into. And that, to me, is probably the most important thing in the world of spirituality, that we that we each have our own sense of worth and dignity, that we extend that to others and in all ways as possible, and that we try very hard to live up to the principles that we ascribe to. And you often hear people say, this is not a relation of creed. And so the relationships with each other and with others are based on respect and love and compassion and serving others. Our affirmation of faith it is, has to do with service and, and to others. And, are we, and we say each Sunday, love is the doctrine. Love is the doctrine. So how do you live within a framework of love towards everybody? And I think this particular congregation focus on immigrant justice has been like a real beacon in terms of what does it mean to love your neighbor and who is your neighbor? Also, there is another principle. It's hard to remember all the principles, but the interconnectedness of all and one more, that is the world community of peace and justice. So these are, like Elaine was saying, they're things that we strive for. But I think that 
that you remember that in how we are all connected and that you know rings true and too and that is uh something that struck me a lot of similarities to buddhism or you can be a buddhist very easily and it's emphasis on compassion and interdependence and justice and one other piece of that is we also ascribe to democratic principles so that in our relationships with each other, when we form committees, when we do things together, everything is built on a democratic principle that everybody has an equal voice and that we should, you know, if we're going to go somewhere and have ideas about things, that we need to basically be in agreement. And the majority rules. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing that introduction into the faith, for sure. So you touched on something that I want to get into a little bit. You mentioned things about this community, the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Kern County and their immigrant justice, for example. What other things would you like to share about the community that is here in Kern County and the things that they do? One of the things I think that's really important is our in trying to follow our first principle about inherent worth and dignity, we're very open to the LGBTQ plus community and really intend to extend a welcome to all people, no matter what their orientation or identity would be. So in that guise, I think, you know, we have often participated in all pride events and we had a minister who, you know, actually married a lot of people, a lot of couples in this community. And in terms of the immigrant justice work, we, Elaine and I, are co-founders of uh, Kern Welcoming and Extending Solidarity to Immigrants, also known as Quasi, which is the Immigrant Advocacy and Justice Ministry in the UU. And what we do is we support folks that are detained at Mesa Verde or Golden State Annex here in Kern County by visiting them to end the isolation that they might feel. We also advocate for the abolition of detention and we support them financially with commissary and different things while they're in detention, as well as post-release efforts when they get out. We'll pick them up and take them to the train station or bus station, temporary housing for them, that kind of thing. Right now we are hosting Martinian asylum seekers, and we have been for the last six weeks, and providing clothes and food for them. So we also plan actions or join actions to shut down detention. That is probably one of the biggest social justice ministries that the union is involved in. And otherwise, we donate a lot of food. Right. We help with the homeless through our parent church, the uh, First Congregational Church. We provide food for their pantry and help with that. Other things along the way, we've done things with, when there are social justice type of issues, we have certainly joined with other members in the community to support that. And, and that is also what we're involved in is uh, interfaith with St. Paul's and the First Congregational Church and Wesley Methodist in terms of working together to figure out what this community needs. And so we are part of those discussions as well. We've, we've had an episode previously on Wesley, First United Methodist Church as well. So 
some of our returning listeners are probably like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's like what they're doing. Yeah. So it's it's excellent to hear how the different faith communities in Bakersfield are not opposed to working with each other. Exactly. And some of the some of the greatest, I think, accomplishments have happened within that collaboration of the faith community. In fact, right now we're in discussions with these other faith communities regarding industrial areas foundation and getting that started so that we can work together and combine our funds and so forth so that we can have a bigger impact on the community. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock in the Huber Chapel which is actually on Stockdale Highway, though our, the address is Five Real Road. And we have a website, which is uufkc.org. And the chapel is right next to the First Congregational Church. So if you know where that building is, just go a little bit west on uh, Stockdale Highway, and we're right there. We have also posted a lot of sermons on the website, so people can get a taste of what they're not here if they come. And also right now we are without a minister. So we have a lot of lay led sermons that really vary. So if you come and you're like, really, what was that? Then come again and you're going to be blown away. So just now or know what the topic will be. Correct. And we're also, in addition to working with our, with social justice, with our I don't know, parent church, landlord church, not really parent, but landlord church. We also are in the process of working with another UU congregation in Santa Clarita. And the two of our two congregations are combining in small group ministry and social activities and so forth with the hope that we will be able to attract a minister for the two congregations. Oh, okay. Well, best of luck to you in finding a new minister for your congregation, for sure. I'll definitely be keeping track and see how that progress goes. That'd be wonderful news to hear. So, well, thank you so much for answering my questions today. I have one more question that I would like to ask the both of you. You guys can collaborate for one answer or give two separate answers if you so desire. Up to you. But I like people to, when they come to listen to these podcasts, I feel like there's already a lot of wisdom that's given in certain earlier parts of the episode as well. But sometimes people like to know a concrete thing that they can do for themselves or for other people. And so if there was something that you would advise people to do or to start doing, what do you think that thing would be? I would say just beginning with our first principle, if in your daily life you go around with the idea that every person that you meet has inherent worth and dignity. Your ability to negotiate life will be much simpler. That would be one thing. And along with that, the second principle, justice, equity, and compassion in all human relations. So we go into so many interactions with people with preconception. So if we can get rid of that preconception about this person, oh, they're this or that, and instead apply the first principle they have in here or the dignity. And in this interaction, I am going to be open and have compassion and treat them with equity and justice. Those two principles, 
if you can try to remember that, like a mantra, every down, that would be amazing. And the one other thing that I would say is in our congregation, people are genuinely striving to meet up with those goals, as we said earlier. It's really nice to be with a group of people who are all working towards the same thing and that you get support from. I think in this day and age, we have so many places where people are just individualistic. And one of the problems that we're seeing in this world is so much mental instability and unhappiness. And part of it might come from lack of community. And so this community encourages us to grow spiritually and supports us in doing that. Very well said. Thank you both for that. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners before we wrap up today? Check us out. Exactly. Come see who we are. Oh, yes, yes. Back to the root of of this whole project. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so very much for your time. And again, I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So what did you think of that interview? Do you feel more informed about what it means to be a Unitarian Universalist? Are you a Unitarian Universalist reverend looking for a new congregation? What do you think about the nature of truth? Or the nature of human dignity? Or any other of the precepts of Unitarian Universalist thought? Let me know in the comments down below. Is there a tradition that you're looking for me to interview next? Or a person you'd like me to get in contact with? Also let me know in the comments down below. Thank you not just to Jeannie and Elaine for interviewing with me today, but for Shu Hayashi for his donation of the microphone that was used in this interview process. I've been your host, Ian Alexander Tash, and I have faith that you'll be hearing from me again real soon.